All right, everybody, you're listening to Man Jackson Radio. I'm your host, Jesse. Let's get into the topics at hand. So today we're going to be talking about the AAF. We're talking about the Lakers, talking about the referees, talking about Luke Walton, talking about XFL, talking about Aaron Rodgers, and last but not least, of course, your man, LeBron James. I'm your host, Jesse. This is Man Jackson Radio. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. Like I said, I'm Jesse. You're listening to Man Jackson Radio. We got a lot of subjects to cover, so let's start with the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, which has now been suspended two days ago. It has been suspended, and players are looking for apartments. Some players are trying to deal with broken bones. Some are just trying to figure out what's going on. A couple players, uh, maybe more than two, maybe only one. I don't know. There might be some more. I don't have the whole inside story, but there have been players who have now signed with NFL teams. There has been one that signed with my NFL team, the Broncos. So that's great. You know, it's a great thing that some of the players are finding that step up that they kind of wanted when they went into the AAF because I remember seeing previews for the AAF and they weren't too soon before the actual league debuted, which was strange because everybody was wondering, is this league going to make it? And I didn't have an answer, and a lot of people didn't have answers until we finally saw it. And when I first saw it, it was great. You know, the first weekend I was excited, and I think everybody who was watching was excited because we didn't have football anymore, and this was going to bring it back to us while we wait for, you know, the NFL to come back. Because the NFL is going to be the most popular football sport. It's just been around so long. You can't can't beat it. It's not going to happen. No matter how many times you say, well, we're going to step up to them, we're going to take it to them, we're going to compete with them, you can say whatever you want. It's like a small small town burger joint saying, you know what, we're going to compete with McDonald's because we make the best burgers. Yeah, you could make really good burgers and you can make burgers that are way better than McDonald's, but people won't know about it. People know McDonald's. People love McDonald's. Even though they know it's not the best for them, even though they know that McDonald's could do better, they still go to McDonald's because they know the name. They know the brand. They know what it's worked towards. They know you go there, you mostly get what you want. It's like watching an NFL game. You know, I don't want to see players kneel at the national anthem, but it didn't, it didn't make me not want to watch the game. You know, I'll just say this, and the reason I say the national anthem thing is, you know, I was in the military, I was in the Navy, so it kind of hits home when I see people do that, but he did have his reasons. So I'm not going to say anything bad about it. You know, this isn't a whole kneeling segment. I'm just going to say that, you know, the NFL has some things that not everybody wants to see or deal with, but you still watch it because it's the NFL, baby. It's the National Football League, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Raiders now, you know, you got the Chiefs. I could name off all the teams, which would be kind of dumb. But you you get what I'm saying. You know, you have the teams for the AAF, like the Stallions and the um, man, uh, the Birmingham Birmingham Iron. Is that the name of them? Um, see, it's, it's it's just hard to remember the names. It's because you haven't been around that long, obviously. But you didn't get enough time to let people try to warm up to you. But I think what they saw was the numbers were falling. After probably, I would assume, maybe even after the very first game, like the next game that was on after that, they might have seen less numbers. Who knows? I think they just started to see less numbers throughout the weeks and realize, you know, this isn't this isn't going to happen. And then they decided to pull the rug out from under the players with no warning. You know, I, I say that. I say no warning. I don't know if they had a warning, but I'm going to assume from the response of people and the players that they didn't have a warning from the response of the co-owners and the, or the co-founder, you know, that they didn't want to close it down, that they were surprised with his moves, his tactics, the guy who actually suspended the operations. I don't want to name names here. I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to say, you know, you can research it in general. He closed it and he, he suspended operations and one of the co-owners did not agree with it. And a lot of the people don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I think you should have given it a bigger chance. Maybe you were impatient or maybe the talks with the NFL and getting some of their practice squad players didn't work out, didn't pan out. But all you had to do was wait. You could have pulled people from the Canadian Football League, possibly. You could have told people in high school that are coming into the AAF if, you, if your rules were – if you didn't have the same age limits. I don't know what the age limits for the AAF were. They might have been the same. I might be just talking a bunch of garbage right now. But I'm saying if they would have changed it maybe and let high school players come in, you know, train them up to go into the NFL because in the AAF you're still getting the televised coverage. You're dealing with grown men. So you would get the mix. 
you know, whereas in college you're dealing with everybody your age mostly, or, you know, it's, it's just not the same caliber. So if you brought someone into a semi-pro situation from high school, worked them up into the NFL, I think they'd be way more ready for the stardom, everything that comes with being a professional athlete on a televised event such as the NFL. You know, the, the NFL's big. So you, you go into that with no knowledge of how to, how to carry yourself, how to save money, doing your taxes, just different things like that. You know, I know they have people that do those things for them, but there's a lot. There's a lot of overwhelming stuff to think about when you get out and you're going into a professional sport. That's just, it's got to send your mind racing. And to deal with going into a league, signing with them. There's even a player who signed a day before this happened. You go, you sign with this league. I'm going to make 250 grand. You know, I'm going to make some money playing a sport that I love. Maybe I can work my way back up into the NFL. And then the next day you hear that they're suspending operations. What kind of league does that? Who gives a team permission to sign a player and says, oh, never mind, we're suspending operations today. You would have, you, you had to have known this at least last week, at least like a week in advance, a couple days, a few days in advance before you did this. This isn't like a spur of the moment. That second, got to send it out this morning because I just feel like it. And if it is, that's even more messed up. What really should have been done was you tell the teams, hey, don't sign anybody else. Tell the players, we're sorry, you know, prepare yourself. But no, you took the coward's way out. You gave them 70 mil out of your 250 that you promised. And then you pull the rug out from the league? That's just, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. I hope you never get involved with sports again. Because what you've done to the league is you killed it. You killed any chance it had for molding young players and bringing players from the NFL who couldn't make it in the NFL anymore, giving them another chance. It's like, it's like watching three-on-three basketball, you know, what Ice Cube did. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to explain. I just, I can't believe what he did. And the fact that the AAF is suspended, I'm going to say it's terminated because I can't see the AAF coming back from this. I can't see the owners or the teams or the players coming back to play and maybe get hurt for a league that you don't even know if you're going to play in the next game. You get hurt in this game, you're paying your hospital bill because the next one didn't even happen because you're out of a league that doesn't exist anymore. It didn't even last a year. It didn't even last six months. I mean, this is nuts. The AAF, I thought it was I thought it was too soon for its own good. It seemed like it was still in its infancy. I mean, the people I would see in the bleachers, they would angle those cameras just right so you couldn't see when they were kicking field goals, like what was happening. But you could tell. They would barely go up just to see the ball fly through the goal and then bring it right back down onto the players because there was no one there. The only people that were at those games were on like either side of the sideline on either team. And I don't know, it had to be like 100 people on each side. It was it was kind of ridiculous. But like I said earlier, they weren't around long enough to warrant that amount of fans. They, need, they needed to stick around longer, but they weren't given the chance because this man decided to close the league down because he got scared. Thought he was going to lose some money. Well, that's what happens. You got to spend money to make money. And you didn't want to spend your money. You thought it was just going to be some magic thing. Did you think that people were going to be coming in droves just to come watch your Alliance of American football games? No. I can't even remember the names of most of them. It's silly. And you thought that you were going to make it. Did you think you were going to make it this fast? That's even more silly. Like the fact that you just went and messed with everybody's lives like this. You don't. I don't know if you realize who you have affected. This is waves. This isn't just the player. This is his family. This could be friends. This could be investments, houses, cars, things that they, imagine you, you take a loan out on something. You got a job paying really well. Took a loan out thinking, you know what? I can pay this off. You know, I'll, I'll pay this off in a year or, or two years. Make it more comfortable, comfortable for myself while I still know that I can afford to pay it off. So you buy that or you buy the house and then you get cut the next day or your business tanks. It's like uh, Dick and Jane. You know, when he was doing really good and then his business folds and he's out trying to steal patches of grass to make up for their sparse lawn. 
That's what's going to end up being. You know, imagine that. I just bought this car and now I can't pay for it. Now I got to try to give it back and they don't want to take it back. Now I got debt that I can't pay for. Now I'm not even in a league anymore. Where am I going to play football? Am I going to go to Canada to play football? Do they even want me? How much do they pay? Can't go to the NFL because I either came from the NFL or I'm not good enough for the NFL yet. That's why I was going to the AAF and now the AAF's closed. So what are you supposed to do? Give them options. Tell them in advance what's going to happen. But yet, you didn't heed any of this advice. And I know this advice had to be swimming around in your head. You knew what was going to happen. But you don't care. So you know what? I hope while you're sitting on your nice fancy yacht or in your nice mansion, you know, walking around in town, looking down on all the other people that don't have your money or don't have your power or the position that you hold, I want you to remember all the families that you've displaced and you knew it was going to happen and you let it happen. That just goes to show how much you care about the sport of football and how much you care about the players of your sport. You don't. You cared about the money. You wanted it to be a quick investment quick turnaround you thought you were going to have the nfl in a year you weren't having the nfl's practice squad playing summer league in a year you weren't going to have the g league in a year you weren't going to have the aaf in a year the aaf wasn't going to be the aaf until two or three years down the road when it actually stuck around this is why people don't remember the names of these things or why they think the names are weird you know, if somebody came out with the NFL and just now came out, they'd be like, the NFL, like, when, why do they just call it football or something like that? But the NFL has been around for so long, we just call it the NFL. It's like the MLB, NBA. You can't come in with a new acronym and try to say, like, hey, we're here. It's not going to happen. You didn't get your money. You spent a little bit of it. And he took a lot of it away from people. I hope you're happy. The AAF is now suspended. I'm just going to say it's terminated, kaput, over. Just wait for the XFL and the NFL. That's it. AAF is done. Dunzo. So you think you want to talk about the NBA, right? Well, you can't talk about the NBA without talking about LeBron James. You can't talk about LeBron James without talking about the team that he decided to go to. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. How have the LA Lakers done this year? Well, you can tell by uh, watching when the playoffs start and they're not in it. That's right. LeBron James will not be in the playoffs. How that affects the NBA's numbers and the money that they receive from all these events is yet to be told. But I can say that I think it's going to be affected. Do I think he should be in the playoffs? No, I don't. Because he made a decision that he needs to live with and stand by, which he is. It's not like you've heard him say that I want to leave this team publicly. You know, I don't know what he wants to do in private, but I'm just going to say he doesn't want to leave the team. He just needs, he wants other players to come play with him. But to that, I say this, if you are considered the king, you know, the best player of all time, I feel like you should be able to make players better that aren't as good as you, you know, to be that good and considered the greatest ever, you have to be able to affect the game in a way that makes all the other players around you good not as good as you because they won't be but good at least compatible with what you're trying to do but when you start to tell me that you need shooters or you need this or you don't have that or this guy can't do this I don't you know I look to you and say but you're the best in the world this is what you want to be known as you want to be better than Jordan actually you don't want to be you already think you are which you aren't but you think you are so you go to LA Magic spins you some love story. I don't know what it was. And then told you about all the people that he was bringing. And I ha I'm going to assume that you had a little bit of a say in that. Um, people think that he that Magic just brought all these odd people and LeBron didn't have a say. Especially like Lance Stevenson. But I, I look at Lance and I think that LeBron wanted Lance because of the relationship they had on the court. And how he could get into LeBron's head. Even if he couldn't get into his head. How much he tried. I think he wanted that psychological aspect out on the court. But when the game started, I think LeBron realized that uh, these guys aren't what I need. Like, what? what is this? What is Lonzo doing? Lonzo breaks his own ankles when he steps into his own shoes. Well, X shoes. He might have shortened his NBA career because he wanted to wear his own shoes, which were super expensive 
and obviously poorly made. He would have been better off stepping into the Nikes that Zion stepped through that one night. But no, don't wear the high tops. Wear the Zs or whatever those are called. They're like $600. It's insane. So now he gets his tattoo covered up and do some weird looking shaped dice to cover the BBB. And he's still going to play with LeBron. Well, we'll see what happens next season. What happens in the offseason? Do we think that they're going to trade some people? I think they're going to trade some people. I don't know if they trade Lonzo. I think that might get some people into some hot water. I think Lonzo could be a great player if he wasn't overhyped by his father, if he wasn't overshadowed by his father, and if he wasn't managed by his father. Yet all those remain true. Even now when we hear reports that his dad is shopping around offers for agents for Lonzo, trying to find an agent that will take Lonzo, his brother, and his younger brother. Um, that's insane. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, LeVar. Your son's good. He's not great. And your middle son isn't good. Never going to be great. And your youngest son, you kind of messed with his career so much that he's kind of polarizing to the point where I don't know if NBA teams are going to want him because they know you come with him. It's just like Lonzo. I think maybe trading Lonzo would even be kind of hard because they know that they're going to inherit you. LeVar, I'm talking about you. You paraded your kids around the world trying to find them an NBA or a basketball career when all you would have had to do is step out of the way, let them play because you, re you realize that they're playing. You're not playing. Let them play and then maybe they'll kick you some change every now and then. But you want to be so involved, you want to be responsible for every single success that they have. If that's not selfish, I don't know what is. Get out of the light, let your son step in it, and let him stay in it. Because he got there. You're not there. You're in his shadow, trying to overshadow him. But we all know, Lonzo's the one playing. You're not. LaMelo's not. So what do you want? You thought the Lakers were going to take him, and they didn't. They told you, no way. We don't want him. <laughs> Who wants him? The Blazers wouldn't take him. The Clippers. I mean, he didn't work out for the Blazers. I'm just saying, there's smaller teams that wouldn't even take him. And I love the Blazers. You ruined what Lonzo could have had from the start. I think from the start, he would have been signed with Nike his ankles, everything would be in good shape. He'd be in good shape. He wouldn't be distracted by everything. If he would have gone to a different team, maybe if he would have gone to the uh, the Knicks or, I don't know, send him to Toronto. Get him to the Raptors. Maybe LeVar can't even make the trip up there. No, he can. He goes all around the world. Never mind. Just do it. Do something. Change it. Change it up. Because when I look at the Lakers and what I think they're going to look like next year, I think it's going to be the same thing. I don't think Anthony Davis wants to go to the Lakers. I don't think Kevin Durant wants to go to the Lakers. I don't think Kyrie Irving wants to go to LeBron. I think that's the thing. I don't think any of these players want to go to LeBron. I don't know if it's specifically the Lakers. I think it's LeBron. They don't want to go out to L.A. Bron. They don't want to be under LeBron. They don't want to be under his tutelage, under his wing. They don't want to be yelled at, berated by LeBron for every single thing that they don't do right. Because as, so as soon as someone tries to tell LeBron that he's doing something wrong, he'll break his hand on the chalkboard, and then he'll come in with a cast once he loses the series. It's going to happen. He's emotional. I don't call him the king. I call him the queen for drama. Drama queen. That's what it is. It's his expressions on his face when you watch him play. Shaking his head. Not sitting on the bench with his players. You're going to tell me that you know he didn't realize it. or He sat there his whole career. He hasn't done this, hasn't done that. Come on. We, if that had happened, we'd be talking about it. It's like when J.R. Smith thought that <laughs> they were ahead. or And he held onto the ball and LeBron yelled at him. Uh, that was a pretty crazy situation. 
that was warranted. But there's times where he just, he does it to be petty. And I can tell. He stands off to the side of Luke while Luke's giving all the other players instruction. He'll look the other way, stand right next to Luke, but like look the other way. He won't even be in the huddle. What are you doing? What? You're not promoting a team environment. Like when I was in the military, if I had a chief tell me to do something, they wouldn't just stand there, tell me to do it, and ignore like what was going on. No, they were in the they were in everything with you. Go clean this weapon. Okay, how's it look? Let me check it out. Oh, you did this wrong. Let me show you how to do this. LeBron says, we're not winning. I don't like it. I don't want to hear any of your nonsense. I'm not looking at you. Give me the ball. If you miss the shot after I pass it to you, I'm going to be super upset. You guys are pushing his hairline even further back. He's got to comb that so hard. I've seen how light it is right in the front. I'm a barber, so I, I know what he's doing. It might be time to let it go. I mean, you wouldn't have to work so hard, but he does have a lot of money. He might just be able to get it replaced. Who knows? It's still going to look funky. I'll tell you that. It's not going to look natural. No matter what they tell you, I've cut all that hair. It looks like sod. It looks like you. It looks like grass. You know, when you cut grass and it looks perfect, and you can tell when you walk by someone's lawn that it's not real. It's not the same as regular grass. That's what it looks like. You cut someone's hair, and you look down on it, and you're like, yeah, you got it replaced, didn't you? And they're like, yeah, how'd you tell? That looks so great. Yeah, it does look great, but I can tell. And when you're on TV and you got the bat symbol on top of your head and people are making memes out of it, you can tell. It's kind of time. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. You know, it's easy to go off on LeBron. He's a great player, great guy. He's doing great things for Cleveland. I think he's amazing. But I don't think he should be as infatuated with himself as he is when it comes to being the greatest and winning championships. What I would say is, and I have no place to tell him anything. I know this. But what I would say is enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Have fun. Man, you're playing You're playing a sport. It doesn't even matter that it's basketball. You're playing a sport. You get to exercise while making money. People love to watch it. It's fun. You just got to let it be fun. Like if a mistake is made, laugh it off. What are you going to do? You can't get upset about it. It'll drag you down. That's what. That's another thing that the Lakers do, and it's something that the Blazers do when I watch them as well. They'll get so into the moment that they'll get worked up, get upset, and it'll affect their play. They'll start hanging their heads low. So don't do that. You know, LeBron, enjoy the game. Enjoy being in L.A., being a Laker. You'll always have that. You'll always have been a Laker. Enjoy it while you're playing it. Don't stress yourself out. Championships aren't everything. Look at my man Damian Lillard. Portland, his team is everything to him. His family is everything to him. If he wins a championship, great. If he doesn't, it was still a great ride. And that's exactly how I look at it. Just enjoy the ride. Don't get too worked up about what you're doing, what other people are doing. Enjoy it. It's basketball. We all love it. We all love sports. The Lakers... Right now, this is what I'm saying. The Lakers are going to look about the same next season. They might have some bigger names, different roster, but I'm saying they're going to look the same. One person, two people, don't fix this situation. Management might have to change. The coach might have to change. I don't think so. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I don't think Luke Walton deserves to get fired. This has been a tough season regardless. Regardless of what coach you had on that team, it was still the same players, same injuries. You can't coach injuries. So I think next year the Lakers are going to look the same. People are going to be disappointed. There's going to be more boos, more comparisons to Kobe, more times where people say Michael Jordan was better because he did this or that. But Michael Jordan also took some time off. He also hasn't played as many games, something that people don't remember don't realize, don't want to think about. So Lakers next year, they're going to look at the same. It's going to be about the same thing. Maybe look at the 40 wins. Who knows? Maybe we'll see them in the playoffs, but it's it's not going to be good. And for Laker Nation, I apologize. I'm sorry. But, you know, just keep your heads up. And like I said, enjoy it. It's a game. It's a great game. Great time. Camaraderie. There's nothing not to love about the game of basketball. There's nothing not to love about sports in general. You're all active. You're all having fun. Your mind is working its hardest. Your lungs are working their hardest, and you're entertaining yourself and everyone around you. Basketball 
is amazing. LeBron, you're amazing. Enjoy it. Lakers, I'm sorry. You're going to be the same. Now, there's something that I was thinking about the other night. It has a really crazy idea. I'm sure somebody's thought about it. It might have even been done before. I don't think so. What I was thinking is, during the All-Star weekend, you know, the the weekend that people don't really care too much about anymore. I don't think. I don't nearly care about a dunk contest as I used to because they're just not creative. Or all the dunks have been done. You know, how many different spins can you do? So, what I was thinking, the NBA creates a game, a scrimmage, if you will, where the referees play against certain players. You could do the top players. Top players play the referees. And you know who refs that game? The players. Or maybe players and refs, half and half. Just so the players can see how hard it is to ref a game. How much they're really thinking about. I want them to put them through everything. I want them to wear the tech. I want them to have to drink water as much as they do. I want them to have to be on the bikes. I want them to be doing everything. Then they'll realize the people that you're, they're yelling at aren't really incompetent. I want to see how good the refs are at playing. I know there's a lot of old refs. And you know, it wouldn't really be too fair, but I think it would still be interesting. It'd still be fun to watch. You get a little banter between the refs and the players, create a camaraderie. You know, why not make a game where they actually play together? They could even be on teams. You could split it up. You know, NBA players and refs playing on the same teams, playing against each other. NBA players and refs refing the game that they're participating in. It would be awesome. I think it would be funny. It would create a comic environment that they can all appreciate and enjoy and I think it would create a healthier environment for everybody to realize that they're all human and they all make mistakes and damn that referee job is actually pretty hard if they would just try it once it would be great I think I think it would make it another year I'd love to see uh Old Chuck and Shaq and Ernie and Kenny commenting on it. That'd be funny. You get some star refs. You see them refing the next night or the next week, and you're like, oh, that's that guy. He can hit threes. You know, let us embrace the referees. I don't want to look at the referees anymore, and I've never done this, but I know this is how they're like. They're just an entity that's there to make sure the game gets played right or the way that it should. But they're just as much players as the players are honestly to me they run a whole lot they have to make crucial decisions even if you're not going to like it even if this guy's going to yell at me curse me out charge at me i'm still going to do it i still have to do it people are watching me from above i'm going to watch this game tape afterwards i'm going to get critiqued these guys are under a lot of pressure i would say more pressure than an nba player because they have to get it right it's like the NFL and they changed the uh, pass interference rule where now you can review it. I think it was twice. A coach can call for it twice, something like that. I don't I don't know the specifics, but I know that they brought out a new rule because of a coach complaining the New Orleans Saints when they got robbed. And it was pass interference and it didn't get called. So you look at the different things that they change. And you realize all the stuff that these refs have to go through. So I think it would be funny. And I think it would be energizing and exciting. Just all around awesome to see the refs playing the NBA players. And maybe throwing down on them. Who knows? I, I've never seen these these refs jump. Who knows how many hops these guys got. Hippity hop all the way to the basket. I don't know. It would It would be fun. I would tune in for that. You know, you'd get Charles or Shaq or Ernie on there, and he'd, you know, he'd be like, "All right, tonight on TNT, we got the refs versus the top ten NBA players. So the top ten refs versus the top ten NBA players. How great would that be? You could even do a little like combine or something to, to weed out the refs that you don't want. You could even put them through, put them through their paces. But I'm sure all of them are very, very energetic, and they have stamina. I can tell you that." So NBA players going against the refs would just be gold. It would be amazing. I think the NBA would be doing themselves a big favor if they did it. 
not even realizing it. Make them people. Make them normal. I mean, not normal, because NBA players, they're not normal. They are normal people. But they're superstars. They're heroes to kids, which is great. That's why sports are great. You know, it gives kids people to look up to, heroes, people with illnesses, things to hold on to and celebrate. There's so many good things that sports does for this world, our community, that I think we should bring the refs into that too. Because for years, they're so unappreciated. I mean, you hear them in the little announcement, you know, our refs tonight will be this. But then after that, all you hear is commentators complaining about them, players yelling at them. It's it's not good. It's not a good look. So I think instead of vilifying them even more, we should celebrate them. Celebrate the refs. If you're not going to have the NBA players play the refs, have the have the refs play each other. Give me a scrimmage game where I watch the refs and watch them complain about calls. Wouldn't that be great? You're watching two teams of referees going against each other. Maybe you have the players ref that game. But if you had referees, ref, you know, well, yeah, have the players ref that game. Have the referees play against each other. And then the players get to get yelled at by the refs who don't like the call. That's how it works. Just switch it around a little bit. It's like when a reporter goes into a, a police station and they show them how tacky psyche actually works. Someone draws a knife on you, how fast they can get to you, depending on how far away they are from you. And you wouldn't even be able to draw your gun from your holster to be able to counteract any of it that was going on. Tacky psyche. Time will slow down. Time will speed up. You won't know what's going on. The world turns upside down. You pass out. Tacky psyche can affect a lot of things. I learned a lot about it when I was in. And it's things that people don't realize. And this is one of the things people don't realize. I think the players don't realize. I don't think they realize how hard it is. So do that. Two teams of NBA referees going against each other with the NBA star players, especially James Harden. Oh, that'd be great. Calling the shots. Give the players the power to make the calls. Give the refs the power to play through them. All right, all right. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Mentioned it, said we'd talk about it later. And here we are now. Luke Walton. The polarizing coach that he is. The, to some people, unsuccessful coach that he is. I don't think he's being treated fairly. I don't think he's being judged fairly. Look at what he was given. One star, and who else? Exactly. What do you expect Luke Walton to do? Is there some magic play that a coach could draw up just to completely change the outlook of every team? Like, can he write a play or run a practice where they come out of that practice and you're like, wow, these guys are completely different. These aren't even the players they had before. No, he can't. That's why he's Luke Walton, the coach. And not the GM, not the owner. It's Luke Walton. He's the coach. So, you're telling me Luke Walton is supposed to be the coach. He's supposed to coach these guys, right? And he's supposed to keep everyone together, like a coach does. Supposed to keep everything great, keep everybody happy, while LeBron James is over here on the side, trying to get rid of everybody. He's trying to get rid of Luke Walton. You know, Luke has to know. He's not the coach for him. He, he had to know that before LeBron even came on. When the rumors started, I'm sure Luke was like, well, here we go. You know, I'm going to get blamed for this because there is no blame that you can put on LeBron that will stick. People will peel it right off, and they will stick it to somebody else. And that somebody else is Luke. I'm sorry, Luke. I wouldn't like to see you go. I think you could be a good coach. You know, if they do let you go, if they let Luke Walton go, the Lakers, I think Luke Walton should be brought back on as an assistant or something to that magnitude because he deserves to be a coach. Maybe he just didn't get enough time learning how to coach. I don't know. But bring him back if you're going to get rid of him at all. If you're going to get rid of him, good luck. Ty Lu, he didn't last long. He had to take a break. LeBron almost... Took a big toll on him. Actually, he did take a big toll on him. That's Kevin Love. He'll tell you there's dark days. And Kevin Love has, you know, issues with mental health. And there's no, there's nothing against that. I, I, you know, I've had my issues. I know people who have their issues. I'm just saying, if I had issues with it, 
it would be very hard to deal with someone like LeBron telling me I'm bad or I'm not good or I didn't do something right all the time. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. That's how I feel. Or Ben Roethlisberger. Pointing fingers and never accepting it until finally it gets to be so big you kind of accept it. You kind of don't. You have your therapist send out an Instagram with a picture of her saying, you know, you worked so hard but you were injured and blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't have came back. You should have been out for six months. Well, then you should have stayed out. Make an announcement. Say, hey, I got to stay out. I'm not good. My first tweet where I said, you know, dodged a bullet. Hands to God. You should have just said, you know, I'm hurt. We'll see what happens. Don't put it all on Luke because when you come back and you're not playing right, all the blame is going to be on Luke because you're in there and you're playing. Who else gets the blame? The coach because the coach didn't win us the game. How is the coach going to win you the game when you don't put the effort into the game? How is the coach going to win the game when everybody you play with doesn't even want to play with you anymore? You wanted to get rid of everybody. How is Luke Walton going to fix that situation? Is Luke going to bring everybody into the room? Is LeBron going to listen to Luke being that he played with them? It's like in the workplace. I'll give a very simple example. It's like if you worked at McDonald's and you were flipping burgers and the guy next to you was flipping burgers and the guy next to you got promoted. Now he's your supervisor. Now he's training you how to flip those burgers. And all disclosure, I've worked at McDonald's. I have nothing against people who work at McDonald's. I'm just using a very simple, easy to understand example. So now your friend is your supervisor telling you how to flip those burgers and you get something wrong. And then he tries to discipline you saying, you did this wrong. I told you this is how you do it. And then you look at him and say, you were just over here five minutes ago flipping these burgers with me. And now you want to tell me how to do it? Nice try. Get out of here. I think that is exactly how it has gone for the Lakers. You're going to tell Luke Walton he needs to coach LeBron James. LeBron James shouldn't have even gone to a team with such a young coach. LeBron James should be playing for Popovich. In all honesty, I think Pop is the only one who could probably uh, bring down the drama. Uh, He'll rest you. If you want to rest, he'll rest you. He started it. But I'm telling you, Luke Walton should not be responsible for the move that Magic decided to make. Luke Walton should not be responsible for the effort that LeBron James puts into each game, which is very visible now because he's not playing. Luke Walton should not be responsible for Lonzo's injuries when Lonzo decided to wear his own brand. Luke Walton should only be responsible when a play goes wrong, when his players don't want to play for him, Because they say he's like a bad coach or he did this wrong. And it's evident. He runs practices wrong. Maybe he just doesn't know how to coach. I haven't heard anything like that. The only thing that I'm hearing is Luke Walton should be fired because LeBron James didn't make the playoffs. Is it that easy to lose a job? Especially a head coaching job in the NBA? You got Luke Walton there. And you're telling me that he's going to get fired because LeBron didn't make the playoffs. LeBron didn't make the playoffs because the players that he had weren't going to make the playoffs. LeBron didn't make the playoffs because he wasn't going to make the playoffs. LeBron was in the East. That's the Eastern Conference, all right? He's in the West, the best. And he's going against Golden State. He's going against Portland. He's going against OKC, Denver. All these teams that are better than his team. And he's trying to come be the king in the West. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And then you tell me I need to fire Luke Walton. Not going to happen. I'm not going to fire a coach because you decided to bring a player in here and it didn't work out. I bring in a new coach. That coach doesn't work out. Now we're in the NFL where every coach is getting fired halfway through the season and you don't know what you're going to do for the other half. But it it made you feel better because you fired the coach. That's going to change everything. We're going to be good. (laughs) Now we're going to put effort into it because he knows. You see those plays he draws up? That just gives me all the inspiration I need to get out of here. You either tanked because you didn't want that coach or you were just bad and you don't want to deal with it. 
You want to put the blame on somebody else. No. If I get a hamburger and I'm upset because they gave me pickles, but I didn't ask for no pickles, the only person who can get upset is me. If I'm LeBron James and I go to the Lakers knowing what teammates I'll have, knowing I'm in the Western Conference, thinking that I can make it without anybody else, and I don't make it, I don't blame Luke Walton. I don't blame Magic Johnson. I blame myself for leaving Cleveland, wanting to go do some Hollywood stuff, and in the meantime, I'm going to get a coach fired because I didn't make it to the playoffs. Luke Walton, your job should be safe, and you shouldn't be worrying about nothing except getting the effort out of the guys that you need every single night. I think you saw it from Alex Caruso last night. Why don't you start him? Make LeBron come off the bench. See what happens. I sincerely hope you have the opportunity to coach the Lakers next year, Luke Walton, because you deserve it. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything to prevent players from making the playoffs. You have done nothing but coach a team that is swirling down the toilet. Does LeBron James hold down the handle? Luke Walton, I hope your job is safe. Stay blessed. All right, on to another topic that I am sure is going to be controversial when it comes out because people think it's going to be the same thing that it was when it first came out. The XFL. Well, let me tell you. If the XFL doesn't learn anything from the AAF, if the XFL doesn't learn anything from the way the NFL is poorly ran, then they won't make it. But I can tell you this. The AAF didn't make it because they wanted to be as close to the NFL as they could. They wanted to be part of the NFL. NFL doesn't need anything. Leave them alone. The XFL, I'll tell you one thing that I read earlier, and it was pretty amazing. The XFL will not allow you to be a player in the league. And this is, you know, I read this. If this is wrong, I'm sorry. But the XFL won't allow you to be a player in the league if you have a criminal record. I'll say it again. And then, like I said, if this is wrong, then I'm a big dummy. But I believe this to be true. The XFL, the XFL will not allow you to be a player with a criminal record. What's that? NFL? Oh, man. They got to be shaken. They're not? No. You know why? Because they don't care. That's why you have criminals who still play in the NFL. Whether it be allegations or not. Whether you see the video or not. We all know it to be true. If you make a lot of money, you're not going anywhere. If you make a lot of money, you make a mistake. You give a little money, get out of the mistake. If you don't make any money, make a mistake. You owe money. You go to jail, come out, hopefully never make that mistake again, have a hard time finding a job because now you're a criminal. So you're going to tell me that the players who make a lot of money get out of everything that they do wrong. That has never made sense to me, and my feeling has always been that we hold everybody the same standard, especially people that you want your kids to look up to. You might not even know that they look up to them. Like if you had a kid that looked up to Kareem Hunt, what would you have said? Or what are you going to say when he comes back into the NFL? How does that teach any kid a lesson? What are you going to say? Well, you know, he waited long enough and he got back in, or they just wanted him so bad. He's such a good player. You know, it didn't matter that he kicked a woman. What kind of lesson are you teaching kids? Because I bet you, if they go do that, they're going to be playing in the NFL. They're going to be holding the same job that they had before they did that. Trust me, the XFL knows what it's doing. They already had one blunder. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to have locker room visits into the woman's locker room. That was crazy. I do hope, though, that we have cameras on the sidelines following the players, maybe even cameras in the fields. Let's do it again, guys. I want eye level. I want to be in the helmet. Put a GoPro inside the helmet. Let me see the grills of that helmet. I want to see the hit. The XFL will be good. 
The XFL will be great. You know why? Because the XFL is not trying to be the NFL. You know what two things they they have in common? It'll be televised and they play football. I consider them completely different. And you can't say, well, they're wearing pads and all this stuff. You know, it looks the same. What are you going to do? I've always suggested that football doesn't use pads or helmets. Turn it into something like rugby because there will be less injuries. It's like you're a boxer, right? And you wear these big gloves. And I take those gloves off and I say, all right, hit that guy as hard as you were hitting him with the gloves on. Not going to happen. It gives you a buffer. That's what the pads and the helmet do. It gives you a buffer to be able to run faster, hit harder, and not think about it. While your brain is trying to think about it, trying to figure it out, but it can't. Eventually, it goes soft. So, you know, that's that's a big tangent. Health concerns. The XFL is not going to be the NFL. The XFL is going to be its own entity. It's going to be successful because I believe people will support it this time. First time it was very uh, offensive. I'll just say that. It was a WWE playing football. It was weird. This one will be better. The XFL will be good. The XFL will stick around. You won't be looking on your calendar wondering when's the next game. Oh, yeah, it got canceled. No, this isn't the AAF. Okay, this isn't arena football. This is the XFL. And I hope it puts the X over the NFL in their practices. I hope they realize you do something wrong, you don't get to do this again. Everybody talks about chances, second chances. Second chances apply to certain things. You want us to talk about second chances like that, like that passionately? Then tell me. Next time some player does something wrong and it's worse than that, let's just say murder. But they get a second chance, right? I mean, you can't just take the game away from them forever because they did something wrong. No, that's exactly how it works. Consequences. You're grown. You don't go into timeout and come back later. No. You lost. You're done. Get out. Don't want you to represent this league that families flock to. Little kids look up to these players. You're not coming back. There's no point. It doesn't look good makes us look bad makes us look weak like money grubbers all we want is money 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 i'm sure they had his jersey for the next team already hot off the press before that ended it's terrible and i hope this is why i hope the xfl comes in lays waste to the nfl and anything else that wants to be like it because i want to see honest people play a sport and this is going to sound terrible. It makes me sound terrible, but this it's true. How many people on the field have gotten in trouble for something and gotten away with it because of their money or who they had running the operation? If you can honestly tell me zero, then I'm wrong. But if even one person is on that field playing for millions of dollars, allowed to use his body as a weapon as a criminal then I'm right and you know what buddy I know I'm right so when you come to me with the facts and you tell me why I'm wrong or why I'm being obnoxious or I don't know what I'm talking about I want to see the facts I don't even have to show you facts for you to know this you already know and you could say, well, you, the person you work to, you know, in your cubicle next to you or at the store or the burger place, wherever, the person you work next to could have gotten in trouble. Nobody's looking up to the person I'm sitting next to. He doesn't go on TV. He doesn't have deals with endorsers. He doesn't have anything. He has a job with me. Great. I'm not really pulling to get him out of there. It's a job. It's good. You were a criminal and you found a job. Good. Because uh, I don't want you to be out of a job. But you shouldn't be making millions of dollars after you became a criminal. There's punishment. There are consequences to this life we live. And one of those consequences 
is not making millions of dollars after you do something wrong. Like the XFL. First time around. Consequences. Didn't make it. And now, a long time later, they're going to be back and they're going to prove that there is a right way to do this thing. The XFL. You're going to make it, baby. All right, all right. I've gone up on my high horse, my soapbox. It's time to come back down, level it out. Last subject of the day. It's going to be a great one. Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James. I say those two names, two different sports, two different sets of skills, but one thing in common. They don't really get along with their coaches. Also, they like to kind of spread the blame. It's not like, I should have done this right or this. I should have done this, you know, some other guy should have done this. That's what it is. It's never like, just my fault. And then Aaron gets his coach fired, McCarthy. And now he hasn't even met his new coach yet. LeBron and the Lakers. Luke. Like I talked about earlier, I hope he's around, but most people don't think he's going to be around that long. And I can tell you the reason. LeBron James, LeBron, and Aaron, if they don't get their way, you say bye-bye. Sayonara. Adios. It's not going to last long. You haven't even met your new coach yet, Aaron. What are you doing? You're trying to set an example, set a precedent like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you until I'm ready, bub. LeBron, when you look at Luke, what do you see? You see another player. You see somebody you played with, somebody who's not as good as you. Somebody who's supposed to be coaching you. Tough. Deal. What's that thing that people say? Oh, yeah. But did you die? No. Looks like you're still playing basketball. Looks like you're still playing football, Aaron. It's not their fault that you haven't made it to the championships not their fault you haven't won the championship lately that's how it goes that's life look at my blazers you don't see them firing terry stotts or trading off damian lillard because we haven't won the championship it's not happening it's called patience something that everybody seems to lack nowadays patience is a virtue that not many have it takes patience for things to become great You're not just going to walk into a situation and have it explode into greatness. It's like the AAF. The Alliance of American Football didn't make it a whole season because they didn't have patience. They didn't have the virtue. They couldn't see through the numbers, couldn't see through the money and the debt, everything that was going on. They couldn't see the success that was on the horizon. The Alliance of American Football would have been great. It would have been a great addition. It would have been a great minor league for the NFL. But now it's not. Now it's going to be nothing. A mistake. A mishap that we don't even want to talk about. That those players are going to soon want to forget. That soon some of them won't be able to forget. Because they have broken limbs. Traumatic brain injuries. You know there was quarterbacks getting their helmets knocked off. And then you say, bye. I made a little bit of money. I lost some money. See ya. What is that? You're not an investor. If you worked on Wall Street, you would be in trouble, my friend. You would not make anything. You're so scared. So scared of everybody. Scared of everything. Aaron and LeBron, I think you're scared that you will one day finally have to come to the realization that when things don't work out, it's not always somebody else's fault. Sometimes it's just your fault. When things don't work out, tough. Play through it. Live through it. Walk through it. Run through it. Get through it. It's like Nike says, just do it. Even though I don't agree with everything they've done. They're saying still works. Just do it. If I was making millions of dollars... I would like to believe that somebody would not have to push me super hard to do my job. 
that somebody would not have to tell me a whole bunch of times what I did wrong. And I would like to believe that if I was making millions of dollars, I wouldn't take the time out of my day to try to sack someone, to try to get somebody out of a job because while I'm making millions of dollars, I still am not getting enough. People don't love me enough. I'm not winning enough. I don't like what you're doing. I don't respect you. I don't think you have the brains for this game. Like Aaron said, he didn't think that he was, he didn't, oh, what was it? I can't remember exactly, but he, Aaron pretty much said that he did not have a football mind, McCarthy. Say that in private, man. Say that to his face. Be a man. You don't say it out loud while you're failing. Whenever you don't want to throw an interception, you throw it into the ground. And when you get upset, you throw the basketball into the back of the backboard, back out of bounds, turn it over. Oops. You let the ball roll all the way down the court, past half court, into the out of bounds. Oops. Like, what are they supposed to do? Do you need your coach to give you like an adrenaline shot? What is it? Does it need to be like the Godfather where he tells him, you can act like a man. What's the matter with you? You do. You sound like that guy. I can't do it. I can't do it. How is that helping? Help everybody. You know, don't try to trade the whole team. Don't try to get rid of your coach. Work through it. Adversity. That's what creates true champions and the greats of all time. When you get to look back and see what adversity they dealt with. How they got through it. Giving you a good example of how you can get through something. I don't want to look at something and see this team that got put together just for this one guy. And it's all artificial. There was no like. There was no camaraderie that was created. This was all created because we already knew it would work. We didn't want to go through anything. We wanted the exact thing that would work just so we can get through it. Well, that's no fun. How do, you make, how do you learn how to make anything work? How do you learn how to deal with anything? No adversity? Nobody questioning you? It's like the shop. You're not in a barber shop, man. I'll tell you what a barber shop is. People talking to each other. People talking at each other. People disagreeing, people debating, real talk. This isn't a, a station or a show where somebody sits down and says, oh, I like everything about you. Yeah, you're great because of this. Yeah, that's why you're great too. This was great. You're great. We're all great. No, that's not a barbershop. Sometimes you walk out of a barbershop pissed as hell. Sometimes you walk out of a barbershop with tons of new information that you never knew. You walk out of a barbershop with a good haircut, new information, great conversation. You feel great. You watch the show of the shop. That ain't no barber shop. That's a studio, man. Get out of here. You want to have a real conversation? Go to a real barber shop. I want to hear what those people have to say about you. But you don't. That's why you don't go. It's like it's like Ben in his podcast where he would constantly talk bad about other players that he played with. He's deciding maybe not to do that podcast. And you know what? That'd probably be smart. Maybe you should just focus on the football and being a teammate and a good teammate. That would be great. That's something that I think LeBron should do, but he hasn't done. He's too busy trying to focus on how to make it perfect, how to make it how he wants it, because this just isn't working. Sorry to tell you, bub. There's a lot of places where it ain't working. Look at Phoenix. You think DeAndre Ayton's happy he's out there? You think Booker's ecstatic? Look at the Blazers. I love the Blazers. Look at Ennis Cantor. He loved coming to Portland. Seth Curry, he loved coming to Portland. There are players, though, that don't want to go. Tough. You could give me 500 grand and tell me to go play in Toronto or for the worst team ever. I'll go do it. Even if I was the biggest, biggest name ever, it doesn't matter. I would want to be known as someone who gets through adversity, does the tough things. Does it right? Doesn't complain and doesn't lose other people their jobs. It's another reason Damian Lillard won't leave the Blazers. The Blazers wouldn't be the Blazers without Damian Lillard because most of those players who were on the Blazers, if Damian left, would leave. Either by their choice or not by their choice. It would get rebuilt. You can't rebuild around the same players that were built around the same player. 
one of the reasons Damien said he's not going to leave. But you don't understand that. Damien, he's an all-time great because he knows. He knows the game. He knows the purpose. He entertains. He plays hard with ferocity. He knows what he's doing. He loves his teammates, his family, his coaches, everybody. He loves Portland. He's there. LeBron, you were supposed to be Cleveland. Now you're L.A. What's going on? Make up your mind. You know, if you're upset with how things are going, change it. Change your attitude. You don't have to change the coach. Don't change the coach. Let Luke stay. You better tell Magic, let Luke stay. This is just getting to be too much. LeBron, Aaron, just realize you got a lot of other people on those teams. You got a lot of other people that are working for you. Work for them. Make it work. There's a lot of times where people will say make it work or, you know, just make the best of it. But honestly, if you just look at a situation and you want to be happy, if it's not a terrible, like if it's not a horrific situation, you know what I mean? There's good and bad. And then there's also things that people just don't like or don't want to like. If you're in that kind of situation that could be good, but you just won't let it, let it go. Live life. That's it. It's gotten too dramatic. All right, everybody. You've been listening to Man Jackson Radio. Go ahead and find me on Twitter at Man Jackson, but that's S-I-N, not S-O-N. Man Jackson on Twitter. Man Jackson on Anchor. I've been Jesse. Thank you for listening.